Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cross. I'm John. That's also John. More or less. <laughs> Probably more. <laughs> How are you doing, Captain? Good. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good. It's It's been uh, an interesting week. Yeah. Uh, Y'all left me to my own devices, and the croc was still standing uh, last week. So That's true. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, yeah, excited to get into another episode. We've been, uh, this is now uh, week three, if you can believe it, um, of our month-long series on redemption. Uh, we have spent the first two weeks, the first week we defined redemption, um, literally, uh, went to Webster's for that. Uh, and then uh, week two, um, we talked about why we need it. What's the big deal? Why is it important? Um, and to kind of piggyback off of that, and just FYI, if you missed any of those episodes, you can um, check out the link with this live video and, and check out the past stuff over on our podcast um, that we do. And so, oh, there, yeah, I saw the camera was jumping, so I figured <laughs> I out it was the Holy Ghost. Sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> Thought I'd fix that. It was jumping all over the place, and that was distracting to me. I'm sure it's distracting to everyone who's on too. Except the audio <laughs> listeners, but it's okay. We we've kept them up on the play by play with everything. Uh, but yeah, so uh, podcast, check that out for past episodes. If yeah, you have missed the first two. Um, I thought they were pretty good, <laughs> though. I'm well, you know, we're biased though. And I appreciate you you doing all that and putting all that together, man. Oh, absolutely. I love podcasting, and you know, much like what we were talking about. Uh, last week with how, you know, we've got these built-in things that God eventually just turns into his good for his Yeah, family. yeah. Podcasting. Podcasting was yours. It's a spiritual who, who gift. Who thunk? <laughs> <laughs> so if, if that's on the spiritual gift list, just imagine what God can do with you guys. Right. Uh, Amen. <laughs> so um housekeeping beforehand if you haven't already make sure you share this um it's evangelism in 2021 just click a button um and it uh shares it with all kinds of folks over across facebook and joins the conversation grows it and all that good stuff so um this week uh piggybacking off of what we've kind of been establishing so far this week we're going to get into um talking about how do we live redeemed 
if we know what redemption is and we know why we need it, then what does it look like to be redeemed? Yeah. So um, I think it'll lead to some interesting conversation, always does with us. Um, and so, but before we get there to kind of open us up and, and definitely for folks in the chat as well for this, um, wanted to ask our annual icebreaker this time what's a moment in your life you'll never forget you can go as I mean, happy or as yeah yeah so you, you got all the the obviously like i have three children don't say all your three children. of their births <laughs> all three of their births i will never forget uh, uh this is recorded so make sure yeah, no. so I'm not going to talk about those, um, <laughs> but I'll never forget those. Obviously, when my wife, when I was standing at the end of the altar at the Marietta Corps, for any of you who've been to the Marietta Corps, that's where we were married. Uh, at the, I was standing at the edge at, at the altar, and when they opened the doors and I saw my wife on our wedding day, like, I will never forget that and how I couldn't breathe uh, for all the good reasons. Um I'm trying to think of something uh, fun or funny I'll never forget. Okay, so here's something I'll never forget. So when I was younger, um, my my brother and me, who I'm the oldest of two, I was probably, let's see, we were living in Jackson, Mississippi then. And so I was probably 10, maybe 9, and my brother was 7. Uh, and my parents were going to officers council. You know, my, my parents are also Salvation Army officers, pastors in the in the Salvation Army. Uh, and they were going to officers council. So we were being watched by my grandparents who lived in Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. So we had to get on a plane and fly there. Now, the night before, uh, for whatever reason, uh, we watched a movie. Uh, and I love my mom, but she let us watch a movie where literally the top of the plane got blown off and they oh. were flying with no top of the plane. So when we get there, <laughs> I freak out. So me and me and my, my brother David are sitting in the chair in the plane. I'm like, okay, this is fine. And I look over at my brother and I say, I'll be back. <laughs> and I wasn't planning to come back. I got up and I left. <laughs> and my parents, this was back when you could go up to the terminal and all that with your, your with you know, you could go there. Right. Um, that's how old I am. Um, and so I go, and as I'm like, no, you, my parents, no, you have to go back. So as we get back down towards uh, the, the walkway and we get to the opening of the door, our opening of the plane, that port, I stick my arms and legs out like this, and they're trying to push me. <laughs> <laughs> Just this is a thing I'll never forget. Now, finally, you know, the pilot came and helped me. Like, can you see the, you can see the cockpit and all that. Fine. And we sit down. <laughs> We're fine. Uh, but with that, we got first class for free. Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not saying you should freak out on an airplane. It was a very different time then. Uh, uh, well, you know, we got first class for free. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a top of the list kind of story right there. That's interesting. Uh, definitely wouldn't recommend watching uh, any of the Final Destination movies before. Yeah. Flying, driving, <laughs> going to the fair, uh, right. just about anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, generally, I like to pick very obviously fun ones that we can have a good time with. And um, this one can go either direction. And similarly, um, definitely wedding day, 
um, first date, stuff like that uh, is definitely things that will forever be in my mind. And I have to mention them on a recorded uh, video for the sake of my own life and well-being. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, selfishly, and, and one of the more, I guess, lesser things um, for sure would be uh, my first Disney trip. Um, I didn't get to go to Disney as a kid or anything like that. I was an adult when I first went nice. and, um, it was about, uh, five years ago now. And, uh, the first thing we did was go to Hollywood studios, uh, for star Wars. Um, and cause even before galaxy's edge, they had all kinds of stuff. And we just had the perfect timing in that as soon as we walked through, uh, the check-in, the gates and everything, um, you start to hear music. Uh, you start to hear the March of the First Order and um, stormtroopers just start coming down Main Street and everything like that. And I just remember just like as an adult being turned into a child in that moment. It's just like, wow, this this is awesome. This is amazing. Um, I, there's some kind of magic involved with Disney. I don't know what it is. I haven't figured it out. Yeah, but it's I, a lot I really of magic for sure. So that was a special day for sure for me. So uh, feel free if you haven't already to let us know in the chat. Um, a moment you'll never forget. Uh, I'm sure we can think of quite a lot. And again, husbands, we've modeled it for you. Make sure you mention your wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, but part of the reason I wanted to pick that one was because um, I think when we have things in life that we never forget, those big, meaningful moments in life, it, it does change us. Um, and even if it doesn't necessarily change us, it definitely is always in the background. Yeah. Um, it's something that you can't ever unlive, right? And it's something you can't undo. Yeah. And, and I think when going into like today's topic of how do you live redeemed? How, do you, how does that affect you? I think it's definitely, it should be one of those kinds of things where it's such an event in your life. And I don't want to boil it down to that too much because that makes it seem like you do one thing and then you're redeemed. But I, I think when you are in an appropriate moment, you know, just brought to the realization of your need for Jesus, yeah, something amazing happens that you can't unexperience or undo it. It, should stick with you in a very deep way. Yeah. And I, I definitely think it leaves the altar with you. Um, yeah, I agree that, you know, with, with, um, you know, I grew up uh, in the Salvation Army, grew up an officer's kid, all that, but it wasn't until I was 19 that, that, that knowing who Jesus was, penetrated me into having a relationship with him. And I'll remember another memory I'll never forget, right? Was driving to Camp Tomahawk uh, out in uh, West Virginia. What what uh, used to be the Maryland, West Virginia division now is the Potomac. Driving um, out towards Tomahawk and you you pass where uh, Camp David is, uh, where the, the presidents have used throughout the years for summits and things like that. You pass, you can see where, you can't see it, but you can see where it is on the mountain. You're passing that. And I'm, I'm a, um, we're all nerds about something. I'm a brass band nerd, uh, sometimes ashamedly so, but usually unashamedly <laughs> so. And, and there was a song playing and it, 
I knew the lyrics to the song and I'd heard it a hundred times before um, and didn't mean much to me. But but the song was I am the candle of the Lord, you know, and at the end, uh, the soprano cornet hits the, the two notes light me. And for some reason, the Holy Spirit filled me and I was weeping in the recognition that I needed Christ. I'll never forget that moment. Uh, also, I don't I don't recommend you weep while you're driving on the road, but <laughs> that is what happened. I was safe. I do that every Tuesday. Camp, what are you talking about? Got to camp <laughs> safely and all that, but 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 Christ moved, and I'll never forget that. Obviously, forever changing. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing what I do now if it wasn't for that, obviously, or mm-hmm. so many other things. Sure, sure. Well, and and I think that's something we really didn't get into with the idea last week of, of needing redemption and, and, and the goings about of that. And there, there are physical elements to that, you know, yeah. like, like mentioning like that, that emotional state, um, you know, it, it could involve an altar on a Sunday. It could, who knows? Um, I know, I know for me, one of the more significant moments of faith, not, it, it wasn't a salvation moment, but it was definitely one of those moments where um, just a, a lot of conviction in that, I, I could be doing better um, mm. happened over a McDonald's McGriddle. <laughs> I'm just, I, and it, it wasn't the McGriddle. It was who, it was, who was in my company. Yeah. But, you know, I was, was just, the McGriddle, out, man. yeah, I was just out with my officer <laughs> and we were just talking about things and just this rock solid knock to the chest of mm. dang, I'm not being real. Mm. You know, and it was it turned a very normal breakfast into a very different event. But yeah, like there there are the physical signs and elements, I think, um, when we really encounter that that moment of redemption, that 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 realization of r- redemption. Um, but that's not to say that if you don't have certain things, you it doesn't count. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to happen at church camp. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't have to happen on a Sunday at the altar either. Yeah. Um, I, I think the big thing is, uh, and I think we touched on this last week, like it's it's that intention and in, in what is it? Is it this matter of, well, I just, I, I want to make sure I fit in with the other good boys and girl Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just, well, this is what's expected of me? Um, or is it really this desire deep down that, you know life can be better, you want life to be better, and you realize that Jesus is better. Yeah. I, I think that if that's there, if it's a McGriddle, if it's the altar, if it's a drive to camp, I think that's awesome. I think that's redemption. Yeah, and that, that's the amazing thing, right? When you read scripture and, and you you see Christ knows the the hairs on my head, right? He knows that in that but but the, <laughs> Right. And I've made that joke before. Uh, he knows the hairs on my face too, right? Okay, all right. right. Well, so he knows that, right? He is a personal, loving God who knows everything about me. And when we yeah. talk about, I don't like McGriddles. I would never eat a McGriddle. Um, and so, I, yeah, it's fine. We, we can still be friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, some people in my family like them. But that that would not be an experience for me where I would have that. But but you know probably the same for you with brass band. It, it's the same. Like God <laughs> speaks personally to each of us in a different way, and I love right. that. And I and I like the point you 
you make about it's not expectations although expectations can be good if they're rooted in the right things it's not living a life of redemption has to be more than what is expected of me it has to be uh, a graphing in to who christ is right it has to be a i am connected with who christ uh, is and that matters to me mm-hmm. right and then i'm going to live it not because Here's a list of things that is expected of me, um, which there is. Sure. Uh, but 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 I do those list of things that are expected of me almost naturally, right? Because of the Holy Spirit living in my life, the holy redemption that comes with the relationship with Christ, uh, and I, I think that's a a stronger position, a more sustainable, real uh, connection with Christ. Yeah. Well, because when it's just who you are it comes easier you don't have to i'm not i'm trying to be careful because i don't because there there's this weird idea that if you live for christ you 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 never have a bad day you never get tired it all just works sure no (laughs) but you don't quit as easily for sure i think if if i can kind of like put my own thought on it like i find when people really care about something it doesn't matter like how hard it is the motivation to keep going is there because of the journey because of the the point um when people are doing the work for any other reason than any other any other reason than purely because they truly believe and want this thing and they believe that this is what they're meant for, then they'll check out as soon as it gets hard. Mm -hmm. Or even you find it hard to ever even move forward. Like church, church, especially church life can be hard to find motivation for if your motivation is not Jesus. Like when you, when that alarm goes off at 6 30 AM on Sunday, (laughs) <laughs> if it's not for Jesus, man. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I think that it has to be the, those intentions behind it. We were talking about that with the teens even, because we were talking about uh, James chapter 2, faith and works and everything. Yeah. And what's the difference between doing something good just because and doing something good because of our faith? And it's just that idea that there there's something more in what we do when we do it simply because of it's our worship it's it's in us because of what we've received from jesus versus what we do good because that's what's expected that's what we should do yeah it's got it's it's got to be deeper for sure than that yeah it's living in redemption changes our attitude i think it, it changes you know and this has been said before so this is not groundbreaking or anything like that it's just a good reminder of it changes our our vantage point of negative days or roadblocks from obstacles into opportunities like i see like n- not always right there are not days but- where i'm like yeah it's just all of you uh and and that is a a continually spiritual mature thing working through that where 
more often than not, I choose to view things as opportunities for God's grace and strength to be administered. Because when we're in relationship and living in redemption, what do we have to be afraid of? Mm-hmm. You know, when we're living that, we recognize that my strength is Christ's strength, which is far exceeds my own personal strength. And moreover, not just Christ's strength, but my strength also, if we're grafted in together, is your strength. Mm-hmm. Right. And and my wife's strength and your wife's strength and all those who are connected into the body of Christ, all of us corporately together. Right. And so we look at living redemption as not only an individual piece where I individually live that we also have to live that corporately, because if we don't live that corporately, we are not we, do, we are not attractive. Right. Yeah. And, and, and what I mean by attractive is the whole goal of the body of Christ is to redeem others through the blood of Christ. Like that is the big thing, the mission. Mm-hmm. Go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if we are not attractive to the outsiders because we are not living redemption corporately together, they will know that you are Christians by your love for each other. Right. And if we don't if we don't live that, then then we become I mean unattractive. We become empty, just a show a social group rather than something that can change uh, Augusta, can change uh, moving out the world. Yeah. Right. Because even in that go and make disciples, uh, and baptize them, you know, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and the ends, right. It's moving out in the ends of the earth. Then I, 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 yeah. 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 Well, and I'm glad you brought it up and it's that kind of, uh, I mean, I, I like to think we, and especially I know I like to, uh, preach a little more liberally uh, on what is and isn't Christianity, because a lot of people for, for them, Christianity is the religion, not the savior. Mm. Um, and so sometimes it can seem like, well, you know, you said it yourself, it's all about Jesus. So I don't have to go to church. Right. I don't have, well, I don't have to have very consistent attendance in church. Sure. Um, and he, here's the thing. I'm never going to shame anyone for it. Cause I know life is life. Sure. Um, because I also believe that church is more than just what happens on Sunday. Absolutely. But there has to be that corporate connection with a body <laughs> that it just has to be. And I, I know we have some of our church members uh, with us watching and maybe listening after the fact, and maybe we have other people. And, and my biggest thing would be is like, don't take the idea that just because your redemption is in Jesus, and, and that living redeemed is about your life lived with Jesus, that yeah. that disqualifies or, or negates any need for relationship with others. Yeah. Part of living redeemed is doing life with others. Because I, I find that a lot of my personal growth in my redemption journey happens around other people. It, do, it doesn't happen um as often or as greatly when I ride solo. Uh, and, and I don't think that's just a me thing. Now, I might need more personal connection with people than other people may. I recognize I'm, I'm an extrovert. Some people are introverts, but you still need people no matter what. Big circle, small circle. And so I definitely think part of living redeemed is, is that, that church body for sure. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, but you have something else? No. 
Okay. Then the show's over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I, with that and, and kind of carrying that in, I wanted to bring up some scripture um, because so in talking both how living redeemed happens personally, then corporately, and then you already kind of dug into this a little bit. And, and that's the next thing is I think how this lives out in us to those who aren't in our corporate circle, our, our, our church body, who, who we just come in contact with in general. Yeah. And um, first of all, if you haven't read the book of Titus, I highly recommend it um, to anyone watching. I love those little books, man, get so skipped over. They're but good. I tell you, it's, it's like espresso. The smaller it is, the richer it is, too. Yeah. Uh, so Titus chapter 2, verse 14. Um, this verse kind of follows one where he's talking about basically how we do life until the end. And talking about how we go through this journey with the, the hope and the knowledge that Jesus is coming back for us. But then he pauses on here to say that Jesus is coming back because... Here he says, he gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, which we've kind of talked about a lot. But then this is the big thing, eager to do what is good. And so in talking about this idea, um, both from uh, the vantage point of this book, but also in, in our conversation now, is part of the redeemed life is what we do between redemption and eternity. And that's not necessarily just for serving ourselves or serving our circles, as churches are known to be good to do. Yeah, um, it's it's about how we treat others. And you mentioned, you know, that verse in John. You know, some of the last things he said to his disciples is like, that, you know, they're going to know you belong to me by how you live and love. That's <laughs> that's a daunting. Uh, daunting expectation but nonetheless it, it, it's part of that redemption yeah it is and how but like when you get it right right when the body of believers uh and when i say the body right we're just talking about individual core or individual churches right but all of us grafted in no matter what your denomination is and all that all of us grafted into the one true god the the head christ jesus like and if you get it right Man, life, even in the hard times, is great. Yeah. Like when you get it right, you have people around you who are encouraging you, who are pressing in and pushing you forward to do even greater things. And you also get to speak into other people mm -hmm. in that kind of way. Like it's just great when you get it right. When you don't get it right, it's very frustrating. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, just speaking plainly, it's it's very frustrating. It's hard sometimes to convince others who say they're believers to do this. But Scripture's clear. We need to be eager to do what is good, right? It's it's not that we okay. I'll I do my good deed for the day, right? We've all said that. We've we've all made that joke. We should be eager, like we should be looking for opportunities to do what is good like on the edge of our seats, waiting for an opportunity in the midst of our day, because they're going to come every single day. They're going to come. That's living redemption is being eager yeah. to do what is good. And what is good? Love, right? Patience, kindness, well, and 
we're going to get to that. I'm sure. But it's, it's all those things, right? It's the fruit of the spirit. It's, it's, you know, Jesus talking to the, he said, well, I've sold all of my stuff, right? Talking to the, to the, to the, the young um, teacher, I've mm -hmm. sold all my stuff. And what more do I need to do? Love God, love other people, right? Not just serve them, but in your service, why are you serving? Right. Because you love them? Or because you want other people to see you're serving them. Love God, love other people. That that's we complicated. It. It's not real complicated. It can be hard to love people, but it's complicated. Yeah. We make it more complicated than it needs to be. No, abs absolutely. And and I just I think that's I don't know. I, I think that's just baked into us, uh, into humans. It can't yeah. be that easy, can it? Right. <laughs> um and and don't get me wrong, like I, like we can always get caught on the semantics of it, right? Like we can always say, well, you know, it was a great church service, but it was missing this. I mean, I'm used to them doing, you know, three songs or, you know, what like I, like, and I think that's one of the biggest schemes of Satan in a sinful world is to make the semantics, the little things, the big things. I really do. Yeah. To make how you serve people more important than serving people yeah you know uh making who you love more important than loving others um and i think that it's easier to get caught in those things when when our heart is misaligned you know i think it's easier to buy into those things as the the thing um and we ourselves aren't as strong on the foundation of Jesus as we maybe think we are or say we are. Yeah. Um, Cause like you, you were talking about earlier, man, it just, when, when it's just in you, you know, like, like you're saying, when you get it right and it's just in you and it just happens, you don't think about the ins and outs of, of helping a person out. You just do it. But definitely something convicting in there is that, that eagerness to do what is good. Um, you know, many a time, I think like what, what we end up doing instead is, uh, you know, we wait and see if anybody else, it's like, you, you see that, you see what you, you see, they need some attention. They need some direction. You're going to do that. You're going to, uh, Oh, me. Okay. All right. You know, we wait and hope somebody else does it, <laughs> you know, that's the great, uh, I don't want to say sin, but that's the great, like, thing that we we do when we see something we say well somebody ought to do something about that well <laughs> you are like if you noticed it and somebody ought to do something then you might be probably are the somebody to do something mm -hmm. right and and to fluff it off and just i i think i think living redemption i think we 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 can be critical uh, of the church, we can be critical of certainly the Salvation Army and all that, and and that's fine when it's constructive. But I think in that in being critical, we also need to recognize that we are a part of the body of Christ. We are a part of the church. We make it better, mm -hmm. right? Just pointing things out as that could have been better. That that that's only halfway there. How can I participate in making it better? Living redemption, right? Because, I mean, that's, 
you see Christ over and over again. He didn't just point out the Pharisees' wrongdoings. He said he did things to make it better. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a natural tendency in our sinful carnal nature to kind of just point things out without taking the next steps right. of what can I do? Well, it's that idea that we think just because we can recognize right or wrong or good or bad, that that is, that's the thing, you know? Um, and we completely remove the action of it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, one of that's one of the biggest aspects i think is it's not just doing it to do it but i think it's it again speaking to that intention behind it and that heart behind it um and why you do it and, and certainly um how and and i mean when you think about what it really is like when you look at it as you know do these sorts of things that help people it's very clinical but i think when you Put yourself in the shoes of thinking of a moment when someone went out of their way for you when you needed it most you get the privilege to do that for someone else yeah like that changes i think and and i i like that empathy side of it is for me is a big motivator but I, like that changes the entire game of how i think about helping someone yeah listening to someone who's never been heard just like me i was there once yeah. you know um and, and I think when you put different, a different spin on it like that, when you really see what it means to do what is good, uh, it's a very different thing. It's, it's less of a chore for sure. Uh, because ultimately, and you kind of dug into this earlier, but ultimately that like there's something supernatural about uh, what we do and how we interact with people when we live redeemed. Um, you know, we believe in the indwelling of the spirit. We believe that then God's spirit indwells us in such a way that it's it's no longer i that liveth but christ that liveth in me you know uh it's a great song but it's 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 really it, it's the truth of it in that we we can't do any of the stuff we like we we can't do redemption without god without mm -hmm. god in the mix and without god then kind of leading us through the spirit in in his way and so i think that's something we cut off there a lot is is the the spirit behind it not yeah. no pun intended yeah no and i appreciate you singing that song in in preparation for for this today i wrote down a scripture verse galatians 2 20 mm -hmm. i have been crucified with christ i no longer live christ lives in me right mm -hmm. and, and and it's that what you're you're talking about it's it's that extension of viewing others as christ views them and if I view others as Christ views them, that helps inform me how I live redeemed out every day, mm -hmm. right? Recognizing that we all have flaws. We all have faults. We don't know what has led up to that person's day or history where yeah. they are presented in front of me. And I don't know. I mean, unless I know the person Personally, I don't know what this person in front of me at Walmart or wherever is. However, they are in my path for a reason. Yeah. And I should see them as, as Christ sees them, as someone worth dying for. Mm. Yeah. Which Paul and Paul spends a lot of time on that because he, I mean, he's often dealing with people that have lived a long life 
and been well trained in seeing people the way society says to see people. Yeah. And um, I mean, it we're still so sinfully conditioned to do that and to compartmentalize people and put people in boxes and dehumanize them. And everything we know about our faith dissolves any of that because it did for us. Like, you know, like that, that's the big crux of it is if, if God's love is good enough to dissolve any disqualifiers we might have at new life, then God's love in us should do the same for others. Amen. I can't, I can't imagine. And it's hard. I like, don't get me wrong. I, I have days where I, I slip up and uh, I, you know, I'm just in my feelings. I'm just grumpy. I'm just, I hadn't had enough coffee, whatever I have, you know, it's not speaking from a perfect point. Uh, but I, I just, I can't imagine devolving so much that I could find any good reason for someone not to get treated with dignity. Yeah. I, I just, I think that's a very, that's a low, low to get to, uh, in how you view people. And so, um, yeah, definitely, um, looking at people through Christ's eyes. Yeah. It's gotta be willful. I, like, um, I think it's one of those things we chalk up that if we just do the right thing and say the right prayer, that it'll just happen. And then we love everybody, but love is willful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like, you know, from from a married standpoint, my wife is perfect, but I know <laughs> for me, I'm not. And I know uh. I, I know she often has to choose willfully <laughs> to love yeah. me in spite of my imperfections. Yeah, it's it's that joke, right, that she woke up and chose violence today, not your wife, but anyway, <laughs> woke up and right. chose violence today. And it's, it's the same. When when I wake up, do I wake up and choose love or grace and mercy? Like, what do I choose when I wake up? Do I choose Christ or do I choose me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and it, it that, that's a, a profound choice every day. Do I choose Christ today yeah. or are my own needs more important? Mm-hmm. That's not to say your needs aren't important, uh, but Christ's calling in your life, Christ's redemption in your life is the most important thing in your life and if you follow that and you truly do then you you find that the things your needs are 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 met yes amen Uh, if if not directly indirectly amen Um, absolutely and i think that's something important to keep in mind with all of what we're talking about in this next verse we have too is that it's not this it's not the right altar to go to, not the right things to say. It's not just this one and done kind of thing. Living redemption is living willfully in a way that chooses Jesus and chooses to love others in spite of ourselves. Like it's almost willfully choosing to lessen yourself, you know, constantly. Cause I mean, you know, that that's really what a lot of it comes down to is less, less of me, more of him. Yeah, like John 30 or something like that. Um, but yeah, so and and even with our scripture here, another one from Galatians, which you kind of hinted at earlier. 
Um, <laughs> even even this is something we have to willing willing willfully blah, go after um, and constantly. And so uh, Galatians five twenty two, the fruit of the spirit is, and I'm sure every good boy and girl can recite this one, but love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against these, there is no law. I like in the King James, I mean, I don't normally ring the King James, but in the King James says long suffering for patience. I, I just... That's a much better word. <laughs> Very <for> dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it is that, right? That, that patience. And yeah, we have to uh, willfully choose that, but, but fruit of the spirit, capital S, right? The Holy spirit has to bring that out in us. And I remember when I was younger, I used to always think like, I don't want to be more like Jesus. If we're all like Jesus, man, how boring would life be? Like if we're all the same, all that, but, but the recognition have really of, cool hair though. Well, there you go. Uh, but the, but the recognition of what I thought that meant as to oppose to what that actually means. Because what I thought that meant is all of our personalities, all of our experience, all conformed into one thing. But the thing that's great about God is God takes us each of our individual personalities, each of what we bring individually to the corporate, and he redeems that. He doesn't make yeah. us all look the same, except that we should be loving. We should be joyful. We should be peace. We should be peaceful. We should have forbearance or patience or long suffering. We should be kind and good and faithful and gentle. And we should have self-control, right? But that manifests itself a little different in each of us. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just, I love that, that, that God makes me to be more like Jesus means I am the sanctified me. I am who God initially wanted me to be. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. When, and the call out of long suffering as a, a means of patience made me think of um, a couple of weeks ago when I did my sermon on the letter to Ephesus from Revelation. Yeah. You know, the word for perseverance that he uses in that being important in that it's this kind that you know, almost in what the same vibe I get from long suffering. I'm not saying, because I don't speak Greek, I'm not saying it's the same word, but it, it gives me that same vibe for sure of this idea of you understand you're going into something that's going to take a while. It's going to be hard, but yeah. you choose to do it gladly anyway. Yeah. You know, life is hard. It's just as hard. Uh, well, it's harder without Jesus, but it, it, it's still life. Yeah. even with Jesus, but it changes how you can bear that because it's no longer just on you and your ability and your strength. It's no longer on your expectations and your wants. Now it's got Jesus in there and Jesus is greater than you. <laughs> no matter how great anyone is, Jesus can uh, uh, definitely outpace you, outdo you uh, and outlove you. <laughs> And, and it's this idea of recognizing that because Jesus is in the mix, because now I operate right, based on God's spirit, that means it changes my whole posture and how I approach life mm. for myself. And that recognizing it's not about climbing the ladder. It's not about what I think I really need to be happy. You know, how, how it affects uh, how we interact and do life with others. Um, recognizing how 
it changes how we treat others. And looking at that and saying, yeah, that's hard, but I can do that. With Jesus, I can do that. Yeah. Is there anything more powerful as far as a testimony uh, to the goodness of God than when someone is going through something very difficult? Like I think of in, in my last appointment in, in Gastonia, North Carolina, we did 13 funerals uh, there. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and I say that because every one of them, um, the family, like the person that, and, and a couple of them, they knew death was coming for them. Mm-hmm. And they still glorified God. Like they still were praising and giving goodness to God. And 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 in that, even after their passing and their family's strength around the recognition uh, of how great God is. Like, is there anything more powerful of a testimony than when the redeemed living in redemption, going through hard things, still live in redemption? Yeah. Now that doesn't mean we don't have hard questions to we can we can't ask hard questions, God. God's not afraid of our questions. Mm. Right? God's never afraid of that. In fact, it is better for us to question honestly uh, with God. Mm-hmm. Um but with that, even in our questioning, not moving out of um, a disrespectful way, though, in a, in a respectful questioning, God, I think I think God appreciates that. Um, and I just find that 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 those things, like I learned so much about faith, about real strength, and all that. And there are plenty of other examples in my life where where people who were faced with difficult things. I think of even like my wife who you would never know unless she says, or you're just paying attention, the kind of physical pain she is in sometimes because of uh, her being born with a club foot. That never stops her ever Mm. from doing living redeemed. Like I just am blown away by that. Mm -hmm. I think of, um, I think of Paul's thorn. You know, when he talks about God's grace being sufficient because that thing that pastors him isn't removed. And, and I think of that in the context of redemption in that how God sees those things, those hardships, and not in a I'm more powerful and I say deal with it, but in a loving way of like, I, I see that I've, I've still got you. Yeah, I'm. I, it's OK. Yeah, I've got a plan for that, actually. Um. Yeah. And I mean, and we were even talking earlier with someone about how God, God's got a plan for it all. And, and when we find that we walk and live in redemption, there's nothing that God can't use good or bad yeah. for our good and for his glory. And our good can look a lot different than we think it should. But nonetheless, it's still what God thinks is the best thing for us. You know, saying God is good all the time isn't just a fun thing to say when you don't know what else to say on a Sunday. <laughs> it's not just a space filler. It's it's a true mantra, or Amen. it could be, if you want it to be. So, I think, I mean, another another week of good conversation, uh, easily one that we could continue forever. But uh, a- after a certain while, I require people to pay for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, y'all couldn't afford me. Um, so. 
but no, uh, the conversation can always continue. Uh, that's the beauty of why we do this. There's the comments uh, down below on this video, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Augusta Croc Church. Um, there'll be a link in the description for that as well. We definitely, you know, it's not just because uh, we want you here and we want numbers and everything. We honestly just believe and we love familial connection in the body of Christ. Yeah. And so join the conversation. If you're in the Augusta area, come join us. We'd love to have you. Um, we're all in this redemption journey together. And so, I mean, we might as well enjoy the ride together and do it together truly and eagerly. And so other than that, um, Halloween's coming up. We've got trunk or treat here uh, along with everybody else. So uh, for any of our folks that have yet to RSVP or anyone else that's catching this some other time and you happen to be again in the local Augusta area, you can check us out for that. We'd, I, I, we're going to have a good time. I know it. Absolutely. Uh, and so definitely looking forward to that. Um, if you have any prayer requests, you can drop those down below too. We'd love to be in prayer for you uh, and for anything you've got going on in life. Uh, next week is our last week in redemption. Um, again, it doesn't seem like it's been a month, but it soon shall be. Um, and then we're, and we kind of got into it a little bit today, but I, I don't think it was avoidable. But ne next week, we're definitely diving into how when we live that redemption that we now understand how that affects others. Um, and, and so consider part of today a preview of that conversation. Uh, and then come back next week to join us for that, whether it's live or after the fact. Um, you, can you think of anything else important, Cap? No, I think that's, that's good. It was good stuff today. It was. Mostly you. Um, nah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to just say that. Right. <laughs> no, I'll say of course it for not. It's all good. It's the hair. I appreciate um, you very much. I appreciate much. you, man. Yeah. So uh, if you want to close us in prayer and then we'll absolutely leave the people on it. Yeah, absolutely. Father, we thank you for allowing us the opportunity to come together again this evening and to talk about living redemption. May we not just talk, but may we uh, live it. May we move and, and, be, and be moved by your Holy Spirit, Father. And today we ask, uh, give us one. Give us one uh, that we may share your love with. We pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you next week for the finale. Absolutely. Redemption.